perhaps the most memorable encounter I've had with anyone. Normally, when we get a shipping container into a warehouse and we load it back onto a truck, we put more stuff into it, right? That's because that would make sense, right? Send product here, send product out, import, export. Not now. We're just like, get the stuff out and ship the container back to China as fast as we can. But when it gets to China, China's having rolling blockouts. It's this whole thing. Uh, we wrote a blog or I wrote a blog about it. I talk about exactly what Kelly's about to talk about, which is how to stare an impossible situation in the face and come out on top. Welcome to the Own Your Commerce podcast, where leading experts, brands, and innovators reveal strategies for e-commerce growth. I'm your host, Jay Myers, and this show is brought to you by Bold Commerce. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Own Your Commerce. I'm personally very excited for this episode today because it is super timely with everything that's going on right now with supply chain issues that probably a lot of you are experiencing. There are massive container ships floating stuck in the ocean. They can't dock, they can't unload, and that's inventory for this holiday season. So the two guests that I have on the show today, Kelly Vaughn and and Rianne Boitler, uh, have both been in the e-commerce game for seven, eight years-ish each, and they came together to form a company called Govalo, which is a gift carding solution, but not just normal gift cards. They're really coming at it from a unique way, and they're also they also have a very interesting solution for when products are out of stock, automatically offering gift cards for that product, which I think is really cool and I think is really going to help a lot of brands this holiday season who maybe don't have inventory and we're already starting to see that uh, effect. So this episode was a lot of fun. Um, I've known these two people for a long time personally. They're good friends. So we, (laughs) it was very enjoyable episode, um, but also packed with a lot of great information that I think is going to help a lot of you. So let's dive into it. Kelly Ran, thank you so much for coming on our show. I'm really excited to talk to you. Well, because there's crazy stuff happening right now in the world and you guys are launching a product that might have some solution to helping some of that. Let's go ahead. Can you guys introduce yourself, who you are? You've got really crazy rich histories in e-commerce and it's brought you to where you are today. And I'd love to talk about that. So let's go Kelly and then Rianne. Awesome. So hello, I'm Kelly Vaughn. I am co-founder of Gavalo. I have been a Shopify partner for seven years now. So I, I've been in the e-commerce space for seven years. I'm a developer and I also run an agency called The Tap Room. So I've seen everything from the, the client side to the product side now, and I'm really excited to be Hi, everybody. My name is Rian Boitler, and I, too, am the co-founder of Gavalo because you have to have more than one founder to have a co-founder. You know what? People say that, but they, I get introduced as the co-founder of the tap room. <laughs> so, and then prior to this, and, and still currently, I'm the president of Ventov, another Shopify app company that has been around for a long time. Dare I say, we are the Shopify OGs. I've known Jay for a, a hot minute or eight. And uh, prior to this, I, so eight years, I've been a Shopify partner for. And then prior to this, I was in corporate banking. So Crazy. what we're doing now is kind of a cool mashup of my entire life. This is, like, <laughs> this, is a, this is a meeting of the OGs right here. So it is nine years right here, nine, yeah. seven, eight. I mean, so many people have kind of come into the ecosystem in the last year versus, <laughs> so this is super interesting. So you guys did not know each other before Shopify and before building for e-commerce met through the space, became friends, 
and now started a company together. Yeah, it's been a it's been a fun history. So I was speaking at Shopify Pursuit, which is a partner focused Shopify event in New York City. And that was my first ever speaking engagement. I just like jumped in I'm like here are 130 people. Let's talk to them. <laughs> uh, and thankfully, Rian has Rian's literally trained speaker and she quickly learned that I am new to this and mother hend me, which was wonderful. <laughs> and Rian, having a little bit more experience in the space, she offered to be my mentor as well. So we formed this mentorship relationship and then quickly became friends. And then we're like, let's start a podcast. So then we started a podcast, which is currently on hiatus because of Gavallo. Yeah, we're building. We're building. Yeah. And and then one day I'm on, I'm literally on vacation. I texted Rian with a link to a website and she responds with like eyes emoji being like, oh, I see that. And that was the start of Gavallo. It was like the most basic conversation ever. (laughs) It's crazy. Every startup has that story. Like it's just an idea. (laughs) We have a similar one at Bold. It was, we were in a pub talking and that was how we decided to start Bold. And here we are 12 years later. So what is Govalo? Gavalo is an app. Well, Gavalo is a platform and we are reinventing. The seasoned speaker <laughs> takes the question, of course. <laughs> Gavalo is a platform that is reinventing the digital gifting experience. So we're starting on Shopify. We're making it so it is easy for you to send gift cards, especially during this holiday season where there's been massive supply chain interruptions, which I don't foresee changing prior to the holidays. And because of this, a lot of folks are like, oh, your gift, oh, it's just gift cards. You're just sending a gift card. And there's an important clarification that should be had. As it stands, love Shopify, right? I built my entire career off of Shopify. All we all have. Shopify's native gift card solution is trash. Love you guys. (laughs) But just not great. You know this, Jay. It's like, if I want to send you a gift, I'm sending myself your gift card and then I have to forward it to you. That's the native solution. And we, we've taken out that. So, so we, so if I want to send you a gift, I send you a gift card straight to you. I can schedule it out. If a product is out of stock, Kelly's a genius. Kelly's like, well, Hey, if this product goes out of stock, we should make it so you can also, you can get a gift card instead. And that's a feature that I think is going to have a lot of traction. We're going to, we're going to dig into that one a little bit. Yeah, we're going to dig into that. So, so that's a really long winded explanation of we're reinventing the digital gifting experience and we're starting at gift cards, but that's not where we end. Yeah. Yeah. And I should actually take this back a bit. I messaged Kelly and Rian yesterday and said, there's, um, we, we have kind of an internal conversation, our Slack channel at Bold, and there's been some conversation around brands this holiday season are because of the shipping container situation right now. And if no one's following that, I'm pretty sure everyone knows about it, but there's a massive disruption in the ability for shipping containers to land, get unpacked, get on trucks. And it's kind of like this snowball effect. Like there isn't enough trucks. There aren't enough people to unload them. Now there's a shortage in containers themselves, I guess, because so many containers are just sitting in the middle waiting that there's a shortage. So it's like, a ripple effect and there will be a shortage of product this holiday season. And we have one of our leaders is in this leadership group with 250 retailers. And the main thing that they were talking about was how they're going to continue to sell through the holiday season. And gift cards actually was at the center of the conversation. And that was when I messaged you guys yesterday and I said, we got to get you on the podcast like ASAP. So here we are 24 here hours we are. later, here we you're, are. On the po- you're on the podcast. And I just think 
it's so timely and relevant. I want to try to get this out as quickly as I can because it's going to affect a lot of merchants this yeah. holiday season, big and small. It's going to be that inventory doesn't make it. And if you don't have a plan in place, whatever that is, you need to have a way for sales to continue to happen. So tell me the mechanics of this, how this works with inventory in, inventory out, and then converting to gift cards. So I've actually been up to my eyeballs in supply chain happenings of late. Mm-hmm. And and as you surmised, the the chain, right, a chain is meant to be a chain and there can be no weak links. Supply chain can get disrupted if there's one weak link, but right now every link is a weak link. And that's that's very, very challenging. There's some thought leadership kind of around saying how we can fix it. Everything that I have read points to it being unsolvable before holiday. Basically, yeah. if you haven't ordered your stuff right now, it's not coming. And that is what it is, right? And we're we're entrepreneurs. This is part of our gig. We look at impossible things in the in the face and then we say, how do we solve it? So that's the challenge is that like today, my husband, we have a place out in Long Beach and he dro- drove by the ports. I'll send you the pictures mm. later. It, you're just like, Whew, that's a lot of boats and there's no trucks and no truck drivers and there's no... And all the warehouses are full and the containers normally, so as a random fact, fun fact, everyone, normally when we get a shipping container into a warehouse and we load it back onto a truck, we put more stuff into it, right? That's because that would make sense, right? Send product here, send product out, import, export. Not now. We're just like, get the stuff out and ship the container back to China as fast as we can. But when it gets to China, China's having rolling blockouts. And there's this, it's this whole thing. Uh, We wrote a blog or I wrote a blog about it that came out today. And it's literally titled, it sounds so doom and gloom. What happens when this doesn't work? But I talk about exactly what Kelly's about to talk about, which is how to stare an impossible situation in the face and come out on top. Yeah. So, you know, there are... If you're a larger merchant, and I'm talking like the big box stores, there tends to be more financing available to, you know, charter your own jets to handle, you know, getting your products. They've bought them. Exactly. Yeah, they're they're literally buying them because it's cheaper. And it's the only way that you can actually get your product. But as a wow. result, you know, we're seeing pricing increase 5, 10x just to be able to get products shipped over. And so it's it's putting the smaller, the SMBs, the smaller and medium-sized businesses out of reach to even have this as an opportunity to actually get the products. So knowing this, what else can you do? Because you can't just sit there and do nothing. As entrepreneurs, we're always coming up with some sort of solution. And that's what we're really focusing on this holiday season. I mean, we launched at the perfect time because now we're solving for it. So the first thing about gift cards is they're never going away. Gift cards are always going to be a thing. And I feel like there's there's been this kind of like the stigma against gift cards just Mm -hmm. being like a you know, I didn't know what to get to you. So I just got you a gift card. And like my grandparents hate giving me gift cards all the time. And so part of the question we're answering is like, how can we, you know, normalize giving gift cards and celebrate giving gift cards? One of those pieces is building that brand loyalty. Like if I am a really big fan of, let's say Brightland, and I want to use, I want a Brightland gift card because I know what I like to get from Brightland. So or somebody else might not know. So they can just give me a gift card to a store that they know I like. And that's, you know, 
nothing against the big box stores, but you can get me a gift card to like Target or Amazon or Walmart and I can buy what I want. But it builds that extra like touch point being like, I know what stores you like shopping at. Mm -hmm. So I went out of my way to buy you a gift card from a store that I know you like. Mm-hmm. And that builds that, that, I mean, it's, it's great for interpersonal relationships. Also, I have a degree in social work, so I'm a trained therapist. So that's a whole nother thing, <laughs> but it's also helping to build brand loyalty between the customer and the merchant, because I have now given you this gift card for a store that I know you like, I know you're going to shop on that store. And mm-hmm. I know that that merchant is going to benefit from it at a time when they need that extra help. And mm-hmm. I think the other piece of this is Gift cards truly are a good stopgap measure right now when you can't get products. So, you know, you have a friend or a family member who really wants a specific product, but it's not going to be in stock until January or February. Why not still buy them a gift card for that store? So when it comes back in stock, you're still giving them something in the moment, but they can buy what they want once that is back available again. And that's why we built literally the weekend before we launched. It's like, this is a good idea. If you're so we built this feature on, on Govalo where if you're on a product page and you're looking through the variant options and you're going to one that's like, oh, the size medium of this specific thing is not in stock. What we do is below that sold out button, we add another button that says send a gift card instead. And that way the customer never has that dead end. The merchant never has that dead end. They're completing the cycle to always be able to have something to purchase. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're we're really pushing this gift card as an option, not just as a stopgap measure, but also being able to build these relationships with your customers and build a relationship between the merchant and the customer. And so does that gift card go to, you, you talked earlier about some of the limitations with like native gift card functionality. Does it have the option to go either to the buyer or the recipient? That's correct. So when you click the send a gift card button on a gift card page, a little pop-up appears. And the first thing it asks for, is this a gift? And by default, it's toggled on. So it just assumes that you're buying a gift card for somebody else. But you know, Singles Day exists. And also I like treating myself. And sometimes I just want to buy myself a gift card. So you can switch that off and then just buy the gift card for yourself and it gets delivered directly to you. So we provide both of those options. Or maybe you want to print it and put it in a card or something. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you still have, you still have those options as well. So you don't have to send it digitally. Interesting. So when did you start building it? We officially kicked off development in July and we launched October 4th. Yes. Just recently. Yes. Okay. So, so, so as of the recording today, it's October 22nd. So it's been live three weeks, 18, 18 days, Not even. 18 days. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> How has your first 18 days been? I think it's been very eye-opening because, you know, I, again, both Rain and I have been in the ecosystem for a very long time. And so yeah. we've worked with yeah. so many different merchants. This is my first time selling an app though. And you never really understand customer needs fully until you're talking to the customers, whether you're a merchant selling to customers or you're a B2B selling to a merchant, whatever it might be, you learn more about what those needs are as you, you know, as soon as you get the, the, get the product in front of them or get your offering in front of them. And so it's shifted what we've prioritized a little bit. I was not expecting to already have headless support for Gavalo, but it exists Hmm. already. Yeah. Hmm. It had to. Yeah. Interesting. We, yeah, it, we, we've had some really great learning moments and opportunities that these last three weeks. And one of those uh, 
moments, this aha moment was, oh, wow, other apps want to use us as a layer in their technical stack, which that was another moment where we're like, we weren't expecting that. We'll go with it, though. We like where this is headed. We love an integration. (laughs) This is a deeper level of integration. And then also we were quite surprised by the volume of configurable requests. So folks who, who they want to come in and they're like, we'll sign a year contract and like, please just do this. And mm. so trying to navigate how to be a SaaS company that mm-hmm. allows configuration and Jay, I'm sure. And I know that Bolt has had to, to <laughs> navigate through this as well, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, I have this, I have this product. It's highly configurable. Not everybody can do it right out the box. You know, there's us as app developers who are like, we're like, this part's easy. But then the reality is even no matter how easy we think it is, users are not always going to think it's easy and that's okay because we're coming at it with different levels of expertise and knowledge. And so we're doing a little bit more of that concierge level service than we were expecting, but we love it. And we're learning a lot from those merchants. Holy smokes. We're learning so much from these merchants. They're invaluable. We've gotten yeah. just so much. And you know how it is. You get like all of this data back from merchants, right? You kind of have to filter it. So we're, yep. you get feedback and feedback and you, you make a list or like, this is what I do. I make a list of feedback requests or just feature requests. And then I say, what is being repeated, right? Oh, we're getting this repeated request. Okay, this mm-hmm. is no, this is not an edge case, clearly, because mm-hmm. <laughs> this has happened three times in a row, not an edge case. Let's solve for this. And so it's yeah. been a lot of that and really being flexible. We're really lucky. We have a hyper lean team at the moment so we can pivot and move and, and be hyper agile. And so super grateful to the team for being able to, to move rapidly in a time where yeah. we have to be rapid. There's yeah. no time. There's no time right now for garbage. <laughs> like everything has to be good. We have yeah. to be good. Yeah. Your first like hundred customers, you could say your first thousand customers, whatever it is, your first cohort, you have to be so close to them and understand. And I would actually add to that. What we've learned at Bold is not just the first group, but the ones that they really, really need your product and they would pay more if they could, but mm-hmm. their business relies on it. They're the ones that really, they're your segment. They're your super user. They're your, they're, they're the ones that, you know, if you can, that, that are probably the closest to product market fit. And if you can scale that segment, you've got this, this thing that like sells itself. And actually you kind of mentioned something that I wanted to touch on. I'm, you know, coming from another like app development company and an agency, you must have a perspective on building this. I'm imagining with partners and agencies in mind. Oh yeah. I'm assuming. Yes. What does that mean? Okay. So as a developer, I take developer experience very seriously. If I am not building this app for everyone, I'm not doing it right. And that includes as an agency, when I'm trying to evaluate other apps for my clients, do I have the ability to even test out the app without mm-hmm. having to sign on to a paid plan, for example? Mm-hmm. Is there an API available? These kinds of questions I need to have answers to as a development agency because we are usually doing deeper customizability for these things. So yeah. for us, we're a partner-friendly app, which means if you have a development store, if you're an agency and you have a development store for a client you're working on and you want to test out our app to see if it's going to work for your clients, 
install the app, you're not going to be charged for it. You go through our typical onboarding flow, including selecting a plan, but you're never going to be billed for it until it's time to actually switch over to a paid plan. And so Mm. we want to make this app as friendly as possible, whether you are not technical at all and you want to use our app or you are me and like to see how deep you can break something, Mm -hmm. you know, while still (laughs) hopefully keeping it working. (laughs) I want to piggyback too off of what Kelly just said in terms of those partnerships and relationships, besides it being imperative that we are developer friendly, which we are, and Kelly has worked super, super hard on making sure that we are developer friendly everywhere across the board. It's imperative to have these partnerships and relationships, right? With agencies, Mm -hmm. with other app companies, we're very fortunate in the sense that we've been around for I don't want to say a hot minute because it's been a long minute, but so we were able to reach into our network and, and say, Hey, do you want to try this and, and give us some feedback or like we've got meetings today about partnerships and we've had several meetings about partnerships already. And we haven't even started yet really making yeah. that kind of a play. And so it's really crucial that as we build and scale that we're creating a, an environment where everybody's voice is heard including our partners and our merchants. That doesn't mean everyone has a vote, but it does mean that everybody has a voice and we're here to hear that and and to learn and to gain feedback. And and really agency partners and app development partners are going to be huge for that as well. So we're super excited. Yeah, and they're the ones that work with, well, Kelly, you know, like you work with brands, you understand the the pain points, like working Mm -hmm. with clients at the tap room. I wanted to go back just on some of the mechanics of how it works. And then I want to get into some other stuff, but as a brand, they install Govalo, they can set up what is config, like how, how quickly can someone be up and running with it? And what does that look like? Yeah. So when you install the app and you, you know, start your free trial, we have a seven day free trial for you to test out the app. The first thing you do is we onboard you. So what this means is we go through the process of creating a product. It's a gift card product. And I want to you know, differentiate this from Shopify's gift card product because this is a true product on your store. Mm. Just like any other product. We give you examples of like the name and the description. You upload the image of the product and then you choose your denominations or like the, the values that you can purchase the or customers can purchase the gift card for. Once you do that, we generate the product for you. We are using... You'll, you'll enable something in your theme, not getting too technical here. Uh, we, we walk you through specifically how to do this and then you're off to the races. That's it. So you can just add the gift card to your navigation and your customers can begin purchasing it. And does that have a designated amount or can it be any amount the customer wants to buy? At the moment it's a designated amount, but we are, uh, it's on our roadmap to support custom gift card values as well. Okay. And can you create multiple ones? So you could have a 25, a 50 or hundred. Yes. All under one okay. product. So you just offer which which values you want to use for, or you want to offer. So there's one gift card product with multiple values. Okay. So you could have essentially use, is it all the variants? So I could have like a five, You can use 10, it to 100 values. Yes. Oh, I would okay. not so recommend you, it. No. <laughs> you can. But you can cover like all the basics, like a yeah, 10, exactly. 25, 50, 100, 200, whatever. Like I'm sure there's the debate, the, the standard ones. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. One thing that's really cool too is because it's a product, it can be upsold. Yes. Oh, I'm just saying, I know someone with an upsell. It's so weird that we're sitting here and you have an upsell app and our gift card's actually a product. So I'm just saying. That's that's actually fantastic. And that probably doesn't even require integration. I bet you that just works. It just works. It just works. So, you know, you you know, in that sense, it just issues the the gift card and sends it directly to you. But we could build a custom integration 
to support actually adding in the gift recipient information as well. We'll talk about that offline. Whoa, this is a podcast slash partner meeting. <laughs> Welcome to our life. Multitasking. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah, that's a great idea, especially through the holidays. Like if you're like buying a product and then offering a gift card as well, too, like fantastic idea. And then I imagine not just in upsell offers, but everywhere else on the website, you can have that product show on like every collection page. You can mm-hmm. have it as a you may also like on the product exactly. pages. So like constantly remind people that there is a gift card option. So not just when a product's out of stock, but treat it as product that you would market any other way that you Absolutely. normally would. Absolutely. And, and so many folks don't do that. And a lot of it is because of what Kelly has addressed, right? It's like that right. stigma around gift cards and and also the the challenge with gift cards and the native solution on Shopify. But it's, in my opinion, gift cards should be another, almost like an acquisition channel. You could use it. I'm just throwing things out here because you can't stack discount codes. I was just, you're, you're reading my mind right now. <laughs> what <it>. you could <laughs> do is, I don't know, send out an email to your 100 most loyal customers and give them a gift card. So this is a very, a very specific point. You have not only an acquisition strategy, but also a retention strategy. Okay, well, I'm going to one up your idea there. Ian. Could you okay, not? Let's go. Could you not have a coupon code that applies to the gift card? So someone spend $90, get a gift card for $100 to encourage them to, to buy. Because I'm guessing there's probably data on this that a certain percentage of gift cards just don't get used. So oh, it's, yes. it's, it's, it's approximately for- $15.3 billion in the U.S. only <laughs> of unused gift cards. Okay, my guess was right. So... <laughs> <laughs> I will say one caveat to your suggestion, which is absolutely wonderful. Talk to your accountant before you do that. Right. Okay. Fair enough. What's, what would be, I'm trying to figure out what would be the uh, accounting. Yeah. Just make sure you're accounting properly for it. Just making sure. Yeah. 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 The important, uh, you know, when you're going to offer gift cards. If- yeah, we can hear you. We can hear That's- it. You're good. You're good. There sounds like a, sounds like some amazing kitchen renovations happening in the background, Kelly. Oh, they're absolutely <laughs> wonderful kitchen renovations. <laughs> yes. Kelly right now everyone. has uh, minimalist countertops, as in they're, as they're in not like there. they don't exist. So yeah. <laughs> Follow Kelly on Twitter if you want to see the before <laughs> and after of her kitchen. <laughs> I honestly should have taken a picture today. Actually, no, I'm not getting my countertops until next yeah. week. So I literally just like don't have. <laughs> my husband ate off of a box yesterday as a as a table. You know, we're working with We've what all we been have. there. We've all yeah. been there. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah. Please support Covalo so she doesn't have to eat off of a box anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this Joey, where were we? So oh, if, yes. if, if, as long as you can still hear what I'm saying. Perfectly okay. fine. So it's an important distinction to make about how gift cards work. Gift cards are what are called deferred revenue until they've actually been used. So this is an accounting thing. Please speak to your accountant. So what this means is that- We are not accountants. Yes. uh, This is not accounting advice. (laughs) It's just some basic information that I learned from one accounting class. Yes, exactly. So deferred revenue is what's called a liability. It's not recognized as revenue until the gift card has been redeemed or used on an order. So there are some tax implications. There are just some accounting implications that you just have to be aware of. And also fun fact about gift cards, that the legalities around selling them and redeeming them and how long they last and if they can expire, talk to your tax attorney about it. Yeah. And I think that varies too. It varies drastically, which is why, yeah, country to country, state to state in the U.S. So talk to a professional about that. We are not those professionals. We just know how to build the app. 
yeah, I'm up in Canada and they, it used to be gift cards actually expired after a year and I had a whole bunch expire on me one time and they changed it now, but I don't know what it is state by state. But assuming you talk to your accountant, assuming you talk to, you know, all the rules, you could run a crazy promotion for the holidays where you get a hundred dollar gift card, like spend $80, spend $90, get a hundred dollar gift card. And, and this is going back to the beginning where like we're entrepreneurs people listening are entrepreneurs, think creatively about solving problems. And really entrepreneurship is turning problems into opportunity. And we find things that don't work and we build solutions for it. And this holiday season is just that on a macro scale. And I think that, you know, they're going to be like, I can name so many businesses that through the pandemic now are in such a better place because they've rethought their business. They've implemented amazing digital strategies. We have this ice cream store I always use as an example that launched a subscription business that would have never thought, but now they have a whole nother stream of revenue. Their ice cream store opened back up, so they have retail back in, but now they have another stream. But brands that think strategically this holiday season are going to be ahead in the long run. So what do you think is the future of of gift cards? Because I, I don't see a ton of stores offering it. And do you think that's just because it's not the best experience? Yeah. Okay. I would posit that there's a few reasons why brands don't offer gift cards. One, it's not done well. There's not really any online brands that do it well. I'll give props to Amazon when props are due. Amazon is about the only e-commerce provider that does it well. Yeah. That being said, it's also not really sexy. Like it's not, it's, it's one of those, it's one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, it's to Kelly's point earlier, right? It's like the afterthought gift until it's not. If I'm buying you something from Milk Bar and sending it to you, well, let's say I don't know if you have a nut allergy because we're friends, but like, I don't know your food allergies. So I'm not going to just send you a cake or cookies and pray that like you don't die when you touch them, right? (laughs) I'm going to send you a gift card. And so there's that removal of stigma and education around gifting and gift cards that's really going to push this forward to the next level. And, And we're just getting started. So We're starting at gift cards, but obviously gifting is a very big space. And we're hoping to really, I'm going to take something from Harley here. And I'm going to, we want to arm the rebels that are arming the rebels. Like we want to be the intermediary here and help empower these small businesses to really grow into these legacy and enterprise brands. And that's where the magic can really happen is when a brand looks at gift cards and says, this is an acquisition strategy. This is a loyalty strategy. This is a retention strategy. Hey, this person, they spent $3,000 with me last year, but it's already June of 2022. What, what's up? Why not send them a gift card and find out what's up? And, and there's just so many different pieces here that can be used. And people just aren't thinking that way right now. That doesn't mean they're not going to think that way because it's our mission to make them think that way. So and that's a really long answer to, to a short question, but Gift cards are just where we're starting and there's a lot more to come, uh, including things like push notifications. Because as Kelly mentioned, right, $15.3 billion in just outstanding money, just like hanging out, not making interest. It's just hanging out. Why aren't we reminding people to spend their gift cards? Why? Because it's difficult. Yeah. There's no tracking of of who has what balance. Exactly. So we will solve that. I think too, when you kind of get out of the mindset that a gift card has to be a gift, I think it's a 
great reactivation customer acquisition tool, reactivation tool. I think a lot about, you know, when you hear customer acquisition cost, like that term, that term like kills me sometimes. Like when you see that someone spends $71 to acquire a customer and that's through like, you know, Facebook, Instagram ads, wherever else, like that money is going to massive companies like Facebook Mm -hmm. and Google and wherever else they're advertising and not the customer. And so there's a huge market in between brands and customers. And I have seen some companies trying to solve this, but if those brands went directly, if they had a channel to go directly to the customer and say, here's a $71 gift card, instead of paying Instagram, giving it to customers because they know their customer acquisition cost is $71. That's what they're paying. So they shouldn't mind paying that to a customer. Theoretically, it doesn't have to be 71. It could be less, but whatever. But the point is, take your customer acquisition costs and turn that into a benefit for the actual customer is a huge opportunity. I think my mind is kind of spinning with like campaigns with, with Clavio or Omnisend or to, to send out, like you mentioned earlier, like to send out to your, your unengaged customers and you can segment them that way. And I think it's a fantastic tool, but if yeah, you're right, maybe gifting hasn't been sexy and hasn't been whatever, but there's, it's more than just that. And I mm-hmm. think that's what a lot of brands maybe have to think creatively about ways they can use this as an acquisition channel, not just a gifting channel. Absolutely. Does it, has that, has that come up with any of your early adopters so far? I think the, one of the most interesting ones that have come up with some of our early adopters is slightly different, but instead of un, basically knowing that they're not going to have inventory for a little while, they're, you know, purchase something during the holiday season and we will issue you a gift card that will be good starting, let's say January 15th. Mm. So kind of like deferring, you know, like, like old Navy does this, you purchase something Mm -hmm. and you get like the old Navy cash or whatever they call it that has like a specific window of when it can be used or when it starts, which is after you've made that purchase is a retention method to get you to come back. It's a loyalty method to get that second purchase, third purchase, fourth purchase from you. So I'm seeing that as a, as a potential avenue for the holiday season as well. Yeah. There's also something to it too. It's like, let's say I'm just, I'm going to say book of the month, right? Because I love book of the month. Let's say book of the month was like, Rian, you spend so much money with us. And I'm like, I know. And then they're (laughs) like, also, would your friends like this? I'm like, probably. But I'm not an affiliate link person. And I'm not, there's a lot of people who are, I just tend to just not, I'm just not the person who's like, use my affiliate link and you'll get 30 off and I'll get 30 off. I feel like there's a Except for one company and it's, uh, oh, Peloton. It's Peloton. Yes. I've only gotten like eight people so far this year to buy a Peloton. So it's, it's, <laughs> but the thing, the thing is, is it's Hashtag like, influencer. I think, yeah. I think, does Peloton give you gift cards or discount codes? They give me a discount code. But you can't stack them. No, you cannot, which is why I have placed many orders on the Peloton store. Whereas if they gave, if they had been giving gift cards to Kelly this whole time, she could just be making these giant purchases. And then, and then we know we have data around this, that folks spend $59 more on average on top of a gift card. So it's like, why are we sending out discount codes if we can send out gift cards when we know and we have measurable data around gift cards and how much money? Because what's the difference between a gift and a discount? It feels different. Oh, yes. hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. You're like, uh, what is the difference? Rain? it functions it's the like, same is way. Is this a joke? <laughs> yeah. No, but, but that's the thing. It feels knock, knock. different. Who's there? Yeah. Knock, knock. Who's there? It's a gift. Go away. No, just gift. You come in. 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah, and, and, and you know, it feels like a coupon. A gift yeah. is a gift. Yeah. yeah. And think of it from this way as well. I qualify for free shipping every single time I place an order on the Peloton store, even using my discount codes. But you as the merchant or Peloton as a merchant is paying for that shipping cost every single order I place. Why not let me place a much larger order and pay one time for shipping? Yeah, big time. Yeah. And I have a theory on this. And I uh, I talk a lot about this with with like a lot of our subscription brands, because one of my like referred by friend is the number one reason people refer a subscription specifically, like any e-commerce order, but subscriptions in general, because you are more tied to the brand, like you, you're like connected with them. And I see so many people that have exactly what you just said, Rianne. It's like, share this link, get 10% off. No one's going to do that. But when you have a limited number of high valuable things you can share, and like a good example of this was Clubhouse recently. Yeah. Like they had, you could invite five people, which sounds counterintuitive. Like, why don't they just let you invite as many people? Wouldn't they grow faster if you could invite as many people? It's actually the opposite. When you only have five invites, you think strategically about who you're going to invite. And then I actually reached out to some people and I said like, okay, are you really going to use this? Cause I only have five. I can't mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, well, here you go. You can come in now, whatever happened. Club this is a different story now, but, but that strategy is really important. And I always tell brands like, instead of having just a share, like give your, your, your subscribers, the option to give three, like one month completely free, like three really good, but that's it. Just three really, really good offers. And then they'll think strategically. They're likely to find out that that person's actually going to use it. And for something to grow virally, it depends on your, on your churn rate, of course. But if you have around, if it's actually, if it's 15% churn, you need a referral rate of 1.2. So every customer has to refer 1.2. You can Google viral coefficient and figure out what this is. But if you could do this, I think this applies to gift cards as well, too. And I think that's such a really important point is if you can figure out a way to enable your customers to give a gift card for a, it's a gift, but they only get three of them, maybe, or some limited amount. You buy something and you can have, you, you get three $15 gift cards that you can give completely free. No questions asked. They don't have to purchase anything. It's just like 15 bucks that you can give. You're going to think a little bit differently versus like, here's a 10% coupon for anyone on my Facebook feed. Just such another great example of how gift cards can be used other than just like buying a gift for someone. Like it's, it's a tool. It's a marketing tool. I'm so excited to see how people are utilizing gift cards, like through the holiday shopping season, well into the next year. There's, there's so many possibilities beyond, as you said, just like the, the typical sending of a gift card. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited to like showcase some of these (laughs) fun implementations. It sounds like an Apple keynote. We built Govalo and I'm really excited to see what you do. (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait to see. (laughs) It's headless. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's end on that. That this was uh, this was really good. Where can people go? I think everyone should should have a gift. I mean, there's no reason not to this holiday season. Even if you have inventory, even if supply chain isn't a challenge for you, why not? Right. It's just another option. Gift carding should be part of pretty much every store strategy. Where can people go to to get started? So our company's name is Gavalo. It's G O V A L O. You can either search for it in the Shopify app store directly or go to govalo.com. 
And we also have a demo of all of the features that we've talked about today. So you can see it live and literally go through the purchase flow because we have the test payment gateway enabled. So feel free to place an order. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much. This has been really great. We'll put all these links as well in the show notes for everyone. And uh, I hope everyone has a good holiday season and can sell no matter even if they don't have inventory. Yes. Thank you guys so much for coming on. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for having us, Jay. We appreciate it. My pleasure. My pleasure. Take care. Cheers. That's it for another episode of Own Your Commerce. If what you've heard has helped you in any way, I'd love it if you'd leave us a review in iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. It's a new podcast and reviews really help spread the word. And if you know someone you think that might benefit from this podcast, share it with a friend. If you'd like to learn more about Bold, visit boldcommerce.com. You can view all our past episodes. And if you have a story you'd like to tell, we'd love to have you on the show. You can apply to be a guest or suggest a guest on our website as well. That's all for now. And we'll see you next week. 